Dill, welcome. What's up, buddy? Uh, just man, you know, um, really every week I say this, but I just did not imagine us getting this far into the NFL season, especially mm-hmm. now here in Michigan. We're gonna go under another three week kind of quarantine esque situation. Um, with uh, restaurants and things of that nature shutting down movie theaters again and and uh it's it's got to do with thanksgiving and uh you know just i think not wanting to have those large gatherings and just limit limit the um contact because the cases are rising here again and um they did predict this and um so i i did worry about the nfl season but i mean we just wrapped up what week 10 uh going into week 11 now and we were talking, hey, maybe we'll only have a 10-game season, and here we are going into week 11. Um, lots to talk about from the past week, but how you doing, man? Doing good, man. You know, just getting through classes and stuff. It's uh, gotten quite busy around here as, you know, things go on throughout the weeks. But, you know, what a week of football we had. I mean, Seattle, they took another L. That was in very shocking fashion. I mean, we're, I'm going to talk about Jalen Ramsey when we get to that game. But Jalen Ramsey was the most underrated player in that game. Oh, yeah. You hold DK Metcalf, who has made every single team he's played against, made them look stupid. For Jalen Ramsey to hold him to two catches and under 30 yards is unbelievable. And then, obviously, we were both wrong. The Lions ended up. Pulling it out of the hat again. No idea. We should have lost it. Matt, Matt Prater, thank you for that. And I think we had the game of the year so far in the NFL in the desert on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Play of the year, too. Watched that live. Couldn't believe it. Kyler right. just threw that up for grabs, and I said, okay, well, you know, Hopkins has a chance for it. I didn't expect Hopkins to, you know, boss three players just like Calvin Johnson did that one uh, year against the Bengals. Bengals. Dude, what a uh, what a finish. Honestly, top ten finish of all time in the NFL. And, and why does all the good – everything happens in Arizona, man. It's just something about that stadium. Swear. You had the Di- David Tyree helmet catch in that stadium. Yep. Super Bowl 43, I believe. Yeah. You had Malcolm Butler's interception in Super Bowl 49 in that <laughs> stadium. You had Aaron Rodgers throw a Hail Mary to Jeff Janis in the 2016 divisional round in that Crazy. stadium. Followed by Carson Palmer to Larry Fitzgerald with one of the craziest runs I've ever seen in Larry Fitzgerald's career to set up a winning touchdown. Yeah. And then Sunday to have Kyler Murray just you know casually throw one up for grabs to DeAndre Hopkins, and he somehow came down with it. Probably, I mean, play is it too is it too soon to call it the play of the year? I I'd say uh, that's yeah. play of the year. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if there's going to be much that's going to top that. I think I think that out of all the plays that have happened and anything after, I think that's play of the year. That that finish will definitely um have a lot to say about the game in general. But um, moving on to um just the back up to the start of the week breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Colts Titans. We were also wrong about that. I I believe I had the Titans winning this game. Yeah. I'm not sure if you did, but I could have not predicted that the Colts Mm-mm. would win this 34 to 17. Went to went to bed at halftime in that game, and it was 17 to 13 Titans. I mean, they looked like they were in control. But to wake up Friday morning to see the Colts 34 and the Titans 17, that was uh, quite a shocker. Rivers, you know, he just wins another game that he's not really supposed to, that the media writes him off for. He goes for 308 yards and a touchdown. Naeem Hines, who I predicted, I believe, to score. 
He did on 70 rushing yards, and then he had a receiving score as well, uh, five catches for 45 with that receiving score. Derrick Henry, he was impactful as we would think, you know, 19 carries, 103 yards, but the big key in this game was Ryan Tannehill only going for 147 yards and a touchdown. I got a prediction for the AFC South. I think Indianapolis is going to end up winning this division. Wow. Wow. Um. I I'm gonna say Titans still, but I'm gonna say um Colts. Colts are definitely gonna make the playoffs. But I I don't know this Colts team. It's kind of a weird team to me. Where Rivers is not that good in my mind, but yet he goes for 308. Tannehill, who I thought was on the up and up, only goes for 147. I feel like the Colts got lucky. I don't know what it was. I think um the the Everything was clicking for them in that second half. But it's like with the Lions. I don't see them as, like, I don't consider this really a win because, in my mind, it affects nothing going into the playoff picture because I'm going to still give this division to the Titans. And mm-hmm. even if the Colts do make the playoffs, I don't see the Colts being a contender. So that's why I'm writing them off. I think Phillip Rivers definitely surprised me this game. You're 308. Um, I, I, I would have never uh, expected that. But I mean, some of his throws still a little wonky. Some of this. I mean, that's uh, been that's been Philip Rivers throughout his entire career. Just you know, wonky throw after you know, wonky throw. Kind of. It was like <laughs> watching Peyton Manning at the end of his career in Denver. He couldn't throw a spiral to save his life. Yeah, I. Uh, I will say though, Philip Rivers is a lot better of a quarterback than people have ever given him credit. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, probably even me. He was shoved but, down there in San Diego for most of his career. And so long. The only time te- people really talked about that team, I think, is when LaDainian Tomlinson was on the run. He was towards the end of his career. Yeah. And there, I, I'm still surprised that team did not win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look um, at the weapons he had around him, Antonio or just Antonio Gates, even in general. Yeah. I mean, but, but um, other than that, I'd say uh, Titans are going to win this division, but you were saying Indy, Indy, Indy might. I mean, Indy has a chance. Now that I saw this game, Indy has a chance, but I just Indy. don't see them being – like I see the Titans as more of an <laughs> overall team, and this was just a misstep. Indy's just got um, – they have a big game on Sunday. They uh, they host the Packers, and that's going to be a real big determinant And if they can win that division. Now, if they can hang around with Green Bay or somehow you know pull off the upset and beat Green Bay, I would almost put them in as a lock for that division. Another key is – is Ryan Tannehill. You know Derrick Henry's going to go get his every week. You know he's going to yeah. go get 70 to you know 120 yards a week on probably no doubt. 20 to 25 touches. But the key is Ryan Tannehill. You can even see it in this game. Ryan Tannehill only had 44 more yards than Derrick Henry. And a Dang. big part of that, and it was early in the game, was that drop by A.J. Brown. He threw a nice pass to A.J. Brown. He just he was streaking down the field and he bobbled it twice and it was one of those cases where he forgot to run with the football. He was starting to run to the end zone without the football, and it was a very early play in the game. But I think that ended up costing them down the line because that could have sparked the offense. I believe it was already seven nothing at the time. I um, like I said, I think the Titans are still a solid team. I think this was a misstep. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Tannehill moving forward will be. Really, what 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 will be the test of, you know, does he have what it takes? He has the guys around him. He just needs yeah. to make the throw. And he had he's had a lot of good games this year. Mm, he has, we do have to give him credit I mean, for and going, games that I didn't think he'd even have. going back to last year. I mean, I yeah, you couldn't have predicted that at the end of the year. You thought, okay, 
they're benching Mariota for Ryan Tannehill. And we've known Ryan Tannehill's track record. He wasn't that good of a quarterback in Miami. I mean, he even had the guys around him. He had Jarvis Landry for most of his career in Miami before he shipped him up. Before they Devontae shipped him Parker up. Was yeah, Devontae Parker. But it'll just be interesting to see what happens down the line with Tennessee. I mean, it, this team is going to ride on the success of Ryan Tannehill. I um I will say both these teams, it's going to depend on what happens moving forward and not necessarily just this game. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, the Titans, this is a misstep. I could be wrong. This could be the rest of the season for them. Also, with the Colts going to the Packers, that Packers-Jags game, the final score was pretty close. What was it? It was in 24 to 20, I believe. And Jacksonville yeah. did have the lead in going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't put it past Indy to have a chance versus the Packers, especially because we saw the Buccaneers absolutely just go nuts against the Packers, mm-hmm. which is something I didn't And the predict. Packers are just, they're not up for the big games, I don't think. I think the Packers are, like you said, not up for the big games. And, 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 I mean, the Packers have really good guys. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams won them that he, game he, against He's making something of himself this year. Uh-huh. And uh, Valdez Scantling has had a really good past couple of games. Yeah. I could tell last year watching him play against the Lions. I know it was the Lions, but you could tell that he definitely had the ability to be that number two receiver. Maybe has his, you know, other Jordy Nelson kind of type where he has a second option. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do against Indy because of what the slip up against Jacksonville. You got to think Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is going to be hungry, and if Indy doesn't come out firing, it could get ugly. I think for, Green for Bay. sure, or Green Bay is going to blow them out if, <laughs> if they don't get out to a good start. Which um, we will not be breaking that game down. I chose the Titans and Ravens instead. It was down to those two games. Yeah, um, Titans Ravens is for a wild card spot right now. Titans, that's a, that's Ravens, a tight. Man. That is a tight AFC wildcard picture. There are, I believe, crazy. I believe there are six teams that are six and three right now: Dang. Miami, Cleveland, uh, Vegas, Tennessee, Baltimore, and I believe there's one more. That's going to be a good to watch. I think next week we did mention we were going to break down the playoffs this week. I think we're going to go ahead and do it next week. I'm not going to lie, I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think we are going to go ahead and break it down next week. Just. And it'll be based on some of these games, like you're saying. Titans, that we have one more. We'll have one more week under our belt as well. So yeah. So so we'll 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 have a little bit better of a picture. Um, moving on though to to a game that uh we should have lost as mm-hmm. Lions fans, and but I, I wanted to lose, and I do not consider this a win. No, and and, no. and and there are so many bright spots, but like mm-hmm. for for what? All all I could think of. I'm watching all these bright spots for mm-hmm. starters. I liked Marvin Hall when he was just a sneaky kind of yeah. guy last year. When he was year. just a deep threat, basically. Yeah. Now when he's he getting the ball more it, with Ken Galloway oh, obviously being injured. I swear. And, and, and when he made that first touchdown catch, I'm like, okay, Marvin Hall. That's a statement. Like, Marvin Hall is – he's on this team. He's mm-hmm. a part of this team. Um, Marvin Jones had a great catch and then got spun kind of out of bounds in the end zone. That He took a shot to make that catch. And, I mean, Marvin Jones, these last couple weeks – He's really he's stepped balling. up. Yeah, and, and and I mean, he got kind of off to a slow start. He had that truck in the Bears game, I think. But other mm-hmm. than that, there wasn't much. But yeah. he has – he has. But, I mean, Stafford was just basically thrown at the Galladay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I think that with Galladay's absence, um, I've seen a lot of guys step up who – like Marvin Jones obviously is a good weapon. He's been good for us for the last years. But – 
Galladay's the number one. Cephas stepped up big in the fourth quarter with Amendola yeah. going down as well. Yeah, and Cephas is a guy I really like. That was, uh, it's, if, if Amendola does have to miss some time, I'm really interested to see how they are going to involve Quintez Cephas in this offense because I saw the way that Wisconsin involved him. He was the number one at Wisconsin last year. They really didn't have the passing attack, obviously, with having Jonathan Taylor in the backfield with the Badgers last year, but another guy I'm really interested to see, especially if Amendola does not able to play on Sunday against the Panthers. Did you know we signed Muhammad Sanu to our practice squad? Yes, I did. And I'm very, I'm very excited. I don't want to see, it's not that I don't want to see Amendola play. It's just, I want to see Sanu get some snaps and see what he's, see what he's got still. I mean, I, I've always liked Sanu, man. He was on that 28 to three Atlanta team the Falcons, and then he got traded to the Patriots. Was it two years ago or was it last year? Um, I think it was last year because I don't think he was on that team against the Rams. The I, Super Bowl. I think it was last year, but I think it was just a brief time mm-hmm. he was on the team. Yeah, because he got it. He, I don't know. He did something. He got hurt, or I don't remember, to be honest with you. I, um, I always like using Sanu on Madden. He's really underrated possession wise, and, um, I, I, I have have we called him up or is he just on the practice? Squad? I, I think, think he's still on the practice squad. I uh, I did I, I did see Des Bryant. Obviously, we didn't talk about. He's on the Ravens. Yeah, yeah and, on the Ravens uh, he was on the practice squad. He got called up, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, and he was suited up. Did he? Do we know if he did anything? I don't know. I'll have to find the box score. Yeah, I uh, I didn't really hear about him, but um, we'll get to that game. This game though, Lions thirty, football team twenty seven. I I was at work watching this. Bro, bro, it was, it, we came out after almost the, losing to a team yes. with no name. They're Dude, just we, 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 we came out in the second half and made it 24. I was at right? work and I got a notification from NFL says game start football team at Lions. <laughs> and I said, and it hit me. I'm like, wow, we, we're gonna really lose to a team with no name. And that was even before a ball was kicked. I, um, I was watching that work, pacing around, freaking out. Luckily, no one was in there. No, I had no table, so I was <laughs> fine. But I was, I was really losing my mind because, um, okay, Stafford solid game, two seventy six, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, he balled out. Yeah, it was a big bounce back game for 80, him. I mean, eighty one yards on sixteen attempts, and 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 he had one hundred and forty nine all. Yeah, because he had he had some big catches, especially in the second or in the first half. Watching Swift run, this is the best. I I know I hated on him after the first game, and and I we still have did. some bad. Feelings we all about did. That. We all hated on him because he should have caught that pass. But you know, it's 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 in the past. He is the best running back we've had since Reggie Bush. Oh, hundred percent agree with you. And 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 receiving wise, he is really good at receiving mm-hmm. the ball. The back. very underrated pass he, catcher. He, yes, I never would have expected. It. I thought, okay, this is a guy. He's going to be like the bigger, the bigger guy for us. Mm-hmm. We'll have the one-two punch. Carry on Johnson's kind of the slimmer, patient Le'Veon Bell back. We get AP. We have a veteran guy. Okay, we have a good running back room. Well, as much as I'd like to see AP get the carries because I want him to, you know, ride out his career, he's just not. He's just not going to get him. Um, and 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 it's just because you know it's he's coming to the end of 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 the line. Um. Carry on Johnson, I'm sorry. 
awful. I am sorry, but awful. Yeah, I think we need to he consider had... uh, dumping him for a draft pick. Yeah, he had some good games, but he is awful. DeAndre Swift. He's the lead. He's the horse now. I mean, game, he's been eating these last couple of weeks, man. He is the brightest spot. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I said to begin my thoughts. For what? And then obviously we got to talk about Alex. Alex Smith balled out, man. On fifty-five, he had career highs in passing attempts, yards, and completions. completions there. It's like everything, and 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 and. Going back to we a couple weeks ago, we talked with Logan about uh, midseason awards. He said comeback player. I said Big Ben. I'd um, say Alex Smith now, basically on the story. I'm going to say now that Alex Smith had this game, this Mm -hmm. game, had he not had a game like this, he wouldn't. But obviously they're playing the Lions and we're awful. We are awful. We almost lost. We literally had like 16 seconds to score and win. But, I mean, praise to, you know, Stafford. I mean, I know he chucked that deep ball down the field and Cephas almost caught it. Thanks, Chase Young, for the roughing the passer. But, I mean, the wherewithal to make that throw with nine seconds to get the nine yards to get Prater into range and to get out of bounds was nice. And then Prater, that big right leg, did it again. I mean, and that was clear. That hit the net. You know that? That kick hit the net. That means it probably would have been good from, like, 63 probably could have got it <laughs> broke the record we just tied his we don't record. deserve him as a as a, as a franchise <laughs> he deserves to go we don't to deserve a, anyone we do not deserve staff no we all, don't we, we do not deserve matthew Stafford. we don't deserve prater we don't deserve any of these guys galladay go get your bread somewhere else i mean because your career is just going to turn into a dump for real and he probably will man he probably will but do. another bright spot for washington was antonio gibson 45 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, he's really stepped he up. He is really – I mean, once you heard that Darius Geis got released and once you heard yeah, that they had him. shockingly released Adrian Peterson about a week before the season started, yeah, people were probably thinking the the Washington football team – I almost said the R words, I'm sorry. That, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> who was going to be the lead back in Washington? And then up comes Antonio Gibson, a rookie just steps up to the plate, and he's got the job now. There's, I, I mean, J.D. McKissick, he had a good game. Don't get me wrong, former Detroit Lion. But Antonio Gibson is the man. He um, he really just solidified his spot in the last game or two, and then this is just continuing why he's going to continue to get the reps. Mm-hmm. He's hot, clearly. Um, It'll be interesting to see, like – um. The offseason, obviously, if they sign anybody or if they go solely with Gibson, because I mean, he's a young back. He, 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 he is on a bad team and still mm-hmm. making. I mean, to be on a bad team and to still perform. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's the motivation. It's, it just shows the motivation that he's coming out with when the team is two and eight now. To say, okay, yeah. I'm not going to give up on this season. I'm not going to give up on this team. I'm still going to go get mine. Most guys, and I know it's more veterans probably would give up than anything. He's still fighting for a job, I would say, as a rookie. Yeah, But sure. most NFL players would just say, eh, you know, I'll go get my 40 yards and, you know, get my check, basically. Watching some of his runs, he is going to fight until the last carry of the season. All the way. 
And, I mean, he deserves a spot on their roster, no doubt. He deserves a Pro Bowl um, spot, I think, if there is one this year. I, I'd say, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's going to get voted in or not because it, it, it kind of sucks, mm-hmm. like I said, being stuck on a bad Well, the running back position is hard enough to make in the NFC, I mean. Yeah. I don't think uh, – I think there will be one spot missing this year. I don't see 21 in Dallas getting a uh, Pro Bowl selection this year. No, 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 Zeke is not going to no, be it. No, he is having yeah, an awful yeah. Year. four fumbles. Yeah, twenty-one in Dallas will not be getting a Pro Bowl selection. <laughs> I mean, he is almost yeah, a lock man. every single year. I I never thought at the start of the season I'd be saying, "Oh, Ezekiel Elliott is having a bad uh-huh. year," but Ezekiel Elliott, in my mind, is having a bad yeah. year. And and obviously the lack of Dak uh-huh. now. It's more or less but, of a motivation. Bro, even when Dak was there, I was just not. He fumbled more with, with Dak him. being there than he has since Dak got hurt. Yeah, it's like, dude, I, 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 I make it make sense, man. I know, I know. <laughs> but let's say we move on to the game of the year so far. The Cardinals yeah. thirty-two and the Buffalo Bills thirty. This game went back and forth in the f- fourth quarter. It was a great comeback um, by the Cardinals. I mean. Josh Allen just led a great drive down the field, which I thought was going to win the game. And I think probably everybody thought was going to win the game. He threw an absolute dot to Stefan Diggs in the corner of the end zone and just absolutely made one of the best corners in the league in Patrick Peterson embarrassed. And Patrick Peterson went down to the sideline with his head down. And then just to see the reaction from these players that Kyler to new Hopkins, Hail Mary, did you see that one lineman, that guy's going to be a meme. And it was number 73 on the Cardinals. They were going, they were all going I know. Nuts. They all like rushed. Did you know that wasn't supposed to be the play either? Cliff well, Kingsbury was, was on his post game press conference and they were supposed to run a play. It was called Cowboy and it was um, depictive of the divisional playoff game between the Packers and the Cowboys in Dallas one year where Rodgers threw that pass to Jared Cook. On the sideline, set up the yeah, Crosby field goal. That was, I think, that was right. Dak and Zeke's rookie year. That was supposed to be the play. They were supposed to hit Andy Isabella at about the 15 yard line, so Kyler could just, you know, throw a normal play to the end zone to try to win the game. Yeah. Well, Kyler didn't want to do that. Kyler rolled immediately right, almost got sacked, and Isabella was open at about the 15 yard line. But Kyler just said, you know what? I'm going to take my shot to the end zone. And Kingsbury said in the huddle, the play before, if you're confident enough, go for it. And Kyler showed that his confidence is at an all-time high and just threw an amazing pass and an even better catch by Luke Hopkins. Kyler Murray had 306 yards and three total touchdowns. Hopkins ended the game with seven for 127 and that touchdown I mentioned. Josh Allen really did struggle, though. They had this game in the bag, and he threw two touchdowns and two interceptions. He even caught a touchdown pass from Isaiah McKenzie on a uh, beautiful trick play. Josh Allen caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage and juked out like three guys and scored. And the player of the game for me was Cole Beasley. 11 catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. And with all day, I was seeing Cole Beasley make. in the fourth quarter, too. Yeah. uh, All day, I was seeing Cole Beasley um – just shake guys right at the line. I didn't expect that from Cole Beasley. Um, I mean, he's towards the end of his career. I mean, and, and I mean, he, he's had a sneaky kind of Mm -hmm. career. Uh, He was in Dallas raw. And I mean, it's like everybody knows Cole Beasley, but he's not a superstar. It's like, I know the name Cole Beasley. 
If you say Cole Beasley, I know who you're talking about. I can picture him in my head. You see that shaggy, shaggy hair coming out of the helmet, number 11 on the back of the jersey. But it's just like he's not a superstar. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this game, honestly, was probably his best, like you said, or or close to it. Um, Craziest ending I've seen in a while. Um, I'm, I'm watching it now even. And I mean, it's, it's on NFL Instagram is DeAndre Hopkins goes, I I knew I was going to catch that. I mean, that's just, this play just oozes the confidence. Like you said, Kyler to take that. And we talked about before the season, when we talked about Madden ratings, um, Kyler was what a 72 Mm -hmm. and Burrow, it was a 71 um, overall. And Kyler said, I'm going to prove why they made a mistake. He's definitely proving. Um, he, his Madden rating will will be going up quite, along with quite, I mean, quite, a, month. quite a bit, quite a bit. I uh, this play is cemented in history for obvious reasons. Um, it it did give me those shades of that Calvin mm-hmm. catch. That was the first thing and, I thought uh, about. Little, thought about when I saw that replay. Yeah, a lot of I didn't think about it as much and, live because I was just in so much shock that that happened. But they kept showing it in the second or third day, and they showed it, and they they stopped it at the high point where DeAndre Hopkins had gotten the ball. It hit me. I'm like, I've seen that play before, and then I've seen that play from a Detroit Lion before, and it was Calvin Johnson. I was like, Yep, I remember that. It really made yeah, me I miss know. Calvin. I know so much, so much, man. Because this this was the type of stuff Calvin did mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. This is a one like, or two like, times yeah, in a lifetime kind of a play Hopkins. for Hopkins. Calvin could do that yeah. every week if he wanted to. Calvin did <laughs> that real, every man. week, man. And maybe <laughs> the only other memorable. Catch- I'm like, I'm just thinking about those catches he made that one against the Cowboys with yep, one yep. leg up. That was our uh, um, that was our 12 and four season, I think, wasn't it? That was when we started yeah. five and zero. Oh. Dude, I, I miss Calvin. And the only so much. catch you can think of of other that was better for Hopkins was that one hander he made, the tiptoe one hander on Christmas oh, yeah. against the Steelers that year. Crazy. When the Texans were like basically garbage and all they had was Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um but once that play happened, I wanna I wanna uh, know what I Bill O'Brien was thinking after that play. Dude, I wanna know what, what his saying. reaction yeah, to that play was. That. that this trade. That trade, the David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins and whatever the second round pick or whatever, that is the worst NFL uh, trade. I agree, hundred percent. For 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 the Texans, obviously greatest, the greatest trade in Cardinals history. Card- I mean, we talked about it many times. I mean, if I was the GM, I would have thought that was a joke. <laughs> for real, I would have thought like my Madden system glitched. If for I was real. on franchise mode and that went through, like Madden like, didn't even Matt accept that trade. I mean, for real, Madden <laughs> would never. <laughs> But uh, moving another, on to another, another upset. I did not. I don't know if I. I think I predicted Patriots winning. I didn't. I, think, I didn't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I said I Ravens blowout, and I was way off. Hey, Cam Newton, man, it was nice to see him have another really good game. Only one eighteen and one touchdown. Not insane numbers, but I mean, just to beat the Ravens, who <laughs> Lamar is the reigning MVP. To to. For them to be the same mm-hmm. archetype in a way. Me said it all show that I mean, still game hang. recognizes game. I mean, he would watch Cam Newton in high school and in college and just, you know, think of himself. Yeah. And 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 um for these two to square off like that and uh for Cam to come out on top, I've mm-hmm. seen a close one and no shade to Lamar. Lamar yeah, made plays did. all day. 
crazy plays. It wasn't um, the best uh, weather game have... either. It looked uh, the weather kind of matched the game. I mean, oh. it was raining all game. Did you see that last twenty seconds where it just started downpouring? It it was just it, yeah, it was like a monsoon, honestly. But um, I picked up Myers in fantasy before this because mm-hmm. I knew he was having a good game, and he's really the highlighted game for me. I yeah, think he threw, he a threw one to um, yeah. Burkhead, right? And uh, he 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 had a really impressive game again. Got to talk about and, Damian um, Harris, rookie out of Alabama, 121 yards on 22 mm-hmm. carries. He is really establishing ah, himself nuts. in that Ned. Patriots backfield. I mean, obviously, you're going to have guys like James White touch the ball, Rex Burkhead touch the ball. But I think this is Damian Harris's backfield. I mean, obviously, James White and Burkhead are more receiving running backs than anything. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't – when they drafted him, I believe, with a second-round pick, I was like, okay, why, first of all? Yeah, it doesn't make sense because they, they had Sony Michelle, too. But now, isn't Sony Michelle hurt? Yeah, and Sony Michelle's only in his uh, second yeah. year, I believe. Yeah, because him and Swift third, played together at Georgia. Third. And so, uh, he was a year ahead yeah. of Swift, so – the pick was definitely surprising for me when I had um seen it, but <laughs> Bel- if if anything, Belichick knows what he's doing, yep, man. That's yep. what I always think. Even I know I know the Patriots' record is man. meh. I know they're not a very and with the, and with the strength of the AFC. Their wild their wild card hopes are pretty much out the window. I mean, yeah, for sure. But Belichick knows mm-hmm. what he's building. He and 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 I think next year the Patriots are going to be. Back. But I mean, who's going to be the quarterback? Top. I mean, Real obviously close. they don't have the draft position right now to go get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Do you think it's Cam Newton? Do you think he's the guy to lead this team to glory? I think again? they sign. I think they sign. If they don't re-sign Cam Newton, uh, they sign or they or somebody. Do you see the, uh, uh, a familiar quarterback uh, that we watch every Sunday, possibly going to New England? Uh I'd say nothing is out of the question mm-hmm. for Belichick, but we know how he is. He's kind of skimpy mm-hmm. on trades. He'd rather if the Lions do slow. trade Stafford. I think he goes to Vegas just because I've heard John Gruden is a huge Matthew Stafford fan. Yeah, I I'd say and I I'd say um Stafford would really fit the um mm-hmm. the Vegas team. Um, I just don't see Belichick making a trade for Stafford at the age yeah, Stafford sure. is at. Especially if you let Brady walk, and obviously Brady's a lot mm-hmm. older than Stafford, but I mean, Brady's showing he's still oh, he's got still got it. it. I mean, they he dropped almost fifty this games. week. I mean, yeah, and 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 it's not like Brady's doing mm-hmm. dink and dunks. I've yeah. seen Brady, but I mean, Ronald Jones is a big part of that game. Rojo almost had two hundred yards, bro. That run, dude. <laughs> that run ninety-eight yard touchdown run, right? I, dude, you got I me him to Ronald know. Jones, and man. I told you the beginning of the season, I, even I before they love, signed Fournette, the Rojo was going to be the boy. I mean. Dude, I love watching him play. Um, to an absolute now, Monday though, night um, stinker. A absolute <laughs> stinker. I sat there. Dude, I sat, this game I was sat so bad. Room, which I currently am in right now, and watched a quarter and a half yes. of that game. It was awful. I watched Kirk Cousins literally throw a ball to Khalil Mack like he was on his team. And Khalil Mack does not get interceptions. <laughs> Cousins threw literally it straight threw right to him. To him. I was Colton watching the play, and I literally, thought, I literally thought, like, 
He was the receiver. Foles didn't play much better either. I uh, Foles left yeah, too. Yeah, I don't know why. Right? I heard his. I didn't see the injury because I only watched about the last thirty seconds after halftime. I saw he was getting carted yeah. off, and I was like, "Oh, oh no! What did he hurt his knee or his you know leg or something?" It ended up being a hip hip slash glute injury. So I don't know why he got carted. So basically, he said, "All right, we lost the game. I'm done." Off the field. I mean, <laughs> he got a hip. Yeah, injury I mean, I, I don't know why they carted him off the field with a hip injury. I mean, I guess it was. I, it didn't look that serious to me. And then Trubisky was obviously out with a shoulder injury, so they went with some like second year guy, and the poor kid had to come in and try to lead the team seventy five yards down the field in forty seconds. Needless to say, didn't do that. Needless to say. <laughs> The Vikings even got the ball back and were yep, able to yeah, take it. Yeah, because I play. think that this kid came in on like second and ten and he threw three incompletions in a row. But uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, kept cooking. I mean, dude, Dalvin Cook, watching him run, he makes it he look had 30 so easy. Thirty carries for ninety-six yards. Thirty. And and thirty—that's insane. It, it, it was, was also it was. a horrible game. But I'm just saying when 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 he gets through the crack, right? The way he mm-hmm. runs is like it's like he's not trying, which 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 he yeah. is. He makes it's it like look so easy. It's it like watching easy. It's like watching a smaller but, Derrick dude, Henry. I did not know he had 30 attempts though. 30 attempts is mm-hmm. booty. It's man. like watching that for only I know he could have easily and it was really funny because I kept looking at his stats all night and it was 14 carries for, you know, 50 yards and then it was 19 carries for 65 yards. And then at the end of the game I'm like how did he end up with almost 100 yards? <laughs> yeah, almost 100. But on Thielen, <laughs> um, he more or less got the touchdowns. He only had four catches. Two of them he were the touchdowns, though. The but we got to talk about a guy yeah. that I talked about in midseason awards. And I don't know if you're ready to make your change on this. I, I'm doubling down on Justin Jefferson for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Eight catches, 135 yards. I don't know if I'm ready to make my change, but uh, I'm going to say it's going to go to Burrow. I, I don't know. Burrow looked – I mean, I know it's one game. Burrow, Burrow did not look too hot against Pittsburgh. I, I'm going to say it's going to go to a QB for some reason. It's either Tua, know, Burrow, or Tua's Herbert, been balling out, man. Three wins. I just wish that wins, the offensive players of the year weren't quarterback-based awards. Because the Justin Jefferson yeah. is easily going to go for a thousand yards. Oh, all dude, I all game I was like, okay, this this kid has already come in and filled the hole. Obviously, He's definitely got some big shoes to fill, but, but filled you know, the hole. I'd say Thielen maybe moved more into that number one role, and Jefferson's more in Thielen's role. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. with the two touchdowns he had, but I'm saying just 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 like moving in as a starter. We we talked about all these guys before draft. Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, those were the top mm-hmm. three everybody was looking at. Then there was guys who were in the middle of the pack. You know, you had Michael Pittman falling in the line somewhere. You 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 had was, a lot of the, receivers. It was the re- most receiver-heavy receiver. draft that I've ever seen. Yeah. And Jefferson was the one. I mean, I heard about him, but I didn't he didn't get a lot of talk from, uh-huh. from people I talked to. Not even a lot of coverage. But he, by far, in my mind, CeeDee Lamb is giving him a run for it. But he fizzled Lamb out just like the he just fizzled out with the rest right of the now. team. I mean, yeah, and 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 but CeeDee Lamb did mm-hmm. did impress me a lot this year. Um, and I wish Dak would have not 
been injured in such a horrific way and could have continued to build with him. But yeah, Jefferson, if 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 it's not gonna go to a um quarterback, one of the big three rookie quarterbacks, then it it, it could go to Jefferson. If if Gibson would have had these games from week one, oh, 100%. he could have been in the talk. If if he had if he had better games like instant off the bat. But uh, Jefferson has to be mentioned um, as he was highly underrated, highly, highly underrated. And um, like you said, eight catches, 135. Yep. Says it all. Moving on to our week 11 preview coming up uh, to one of the probably going to be another and, one. Of and the with, with the Cardinals winning Cardinals, the way they Seahawks. won and with the Seahawks losing, I think it made this game even better. Yeah, the Seahawks have something to prove, and the Cardinals are coming yeah. off the high of their and this life. is for first place in the West. Possible. Yeah. Oh, my this gosh. Is, this could be a game that decides who gets home field and that one bye in the NFC as well. This this is that game. Wow. Um, Already being week 11, is so, it's just crazy. Now, now dude, almost, I'm getting we'll, sad. We'll turn around and it'll be the end of the season when we talk about playoff. Dude, I miss, I miss like, it seems like just the other week yeah. it was like, and oh, week, week 11. four. And, 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 and I'm very, I'm very, I don't know how to feel about it because this was what gave me a sense of normalcy. And now it's like almost over. And it's like, I don't want football yeah. season to end ever, ever. I don't want it to end. Um, I'm going to say, though, Cardinals are not going to win this game. Mm-hmm. It's going to go to the Seahawks. They're going to come back. They're going to bounce back after those two games. I think the the past two games were a wake-up call. I think the Seahawks are still a very good team. Um, Jamal yeah, Adams. but he made up for that forced fumble, in, uh, I think. Yes, yes. And um, I just, I'm, I'm just going to give this one to the Seahawks. Very close, though. It's going to be probably like. Ah, I want to say like thirty to twenty-seven, or it's going to be within a field goal. Um, maybe maybe twenty-eight, twenty-four, something, something close. Um, this game's going to have another really close finish. I just think the Seahawks are going to come mm-hmm. back with something to prove. They already lost to the Cardinals once. It's not going to happen again. Uh, Pete Carroll's going to be prepared. This team's going to be prepared. DK Metcalf is going oh, to bounce back game. immensely. And he's going to have probably, I mean, Pat Pete, he's a legend um, from our generation, uh, especially at the corner position, um, especially in the 2010s more so. Um, Pat Pete got embarrassed. No shade to him. I think he, I think he's just past his prime. Uh, he's oh, DK Metcalf. Sure. And cook. DK Metcalf, just he needs a big game after what happened against Jalen Ramsey. For it's sure. going to be a very good game. We're finally going to get rewarded. Finally, for all these bad Thursday night games, for Browns-Bengals, for Jets-Broncos, for Falcons-Panthers, we are finally going to get rewarded for one of the matchups of the season in the NFC West. I see Seattle bouncing back. Close game, 31-28. Jason Myers is going to hit a game winner for Seattle. Wilson's back on track in those uh, neon green unis that they usually wear in those Thursday night games at home. He's going to have 300 total yards with three touchdowns. Kyler goes for 275 pass, 80 rush, two total touchdowns. But the big part 
is going to be Kyler Murray is going to fumble when they are tied late in the game to set up a game-winning field goal drive and a kick by Jason Myers. Seattle's temporarily going to take control of the NFC and the NFC West with this win. All right, we're going to move on here to the Lions at Panthers, Sunday 1 o'clock. The Lions now at 4-5. and I mean, I really don't know how to predict this game. I write them off. They win. I say something good about them. They're going to lose. I see the Panthers winning this game 31-21. to Teddy Bridgewater had an injury scare last week at the end of the game against Tampa. Signs are pointing towards him playing on Sunday, but I did hear McCaffrey will not be playing. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter, though, too much DJ Moore, too much Teddy Bridgewater, too much Mike Davis. The Lions defense will not be able to handle all three of those guys at once. Stafford's still going to go get his, though, I think, 275, but he does throw two interceptions, does throw a touchdown. Swift is going to struggle, and that's going to be a big portion to the Lions dropping to four and six before our Thanksgiving bout with the Texans. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Lions are not going to win this game, but uh, Swift is going to have a solid game. Marvin Hall is going to show up. Uh, Amendola, I don't think he's going to play, and I think Steve is like coming out party kind of. Yeah, I think he could have maybe eight catches. Um, sneaky guy. I think what's going to happen is Marvin Jones, uh, he's going to be covered well. Um, um, Stafford will struggle with that, but um, I think Cephas is just going to be that sneaky underneath guy. Um, really good possession wise. Watching his college tape, I talked about him in the draft class. Um, and I'm still standing by. Um, I gave the Lions, I think, an A or an A plus. Mm-hmm, you did, yeah. Draft grade, right? Romeo Okwara was in that class, and he he made the play that uh, ultimately won the Falcons game for or whatever game that was, right? Um, yeah, the Craig Atlanta Flowers, game. They made yeah. that big um, play. Yeah, Romeo Okwara. Julian was Okwara. the brother of of whomever. Yeah, and they and and mm-hmm. they they were all in on that play, and I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah, all of them have made a difference coming in defensively. We have not been good on the well, run. We've been good on the run. It just, it's like you know, it's been Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones that have been the only two guys that have really broke through in our, sure. in our line. The um, the rookies have all had like one or I mean, look at Okuda. Few good I mean, games other than Swift, mm-hmm. Okuda had Perfect one or example. two good games, and yeah, it's it's like I I, I don't know. I'm gonna stand by the grade I gave us for the reason of Swift and I think Cephas is going to show up in the last couple games of the season um, and uh, not command a spot, but fill a spot. And that's, that's, I, I do see us losing this though. And um, I do think we need to, just, I wish we would have honestly, man, I really wish we would have just I lost know. more games than we have because that we're, we're going to have like a 17th so overall bad. pick probably. Dude, it's like, why would we have a 17th when we should have, like, dude, I would have rather had mm-hmm. us lose to the football team. And, and, and well, if we and lose out right now, Falcons, 4 and 12, we probably could get a top 10 pick. Or 4, yeah, 4 and 12. Yeah, but it's like, dude, we could have been like 2 and 14. We should have just let ourselves. Oh, when we had that 0 and 2 start, I already said we should have well just say, gone 2 and 14. I mean, the one thing my dad made clear to me, though, is no. it's not going to matter. Like, this year, I thought, man, if we would have not tied with Arizona last year and got got 
Chase Young. That would have been great, but then I watched Chase yeah. Young mess up the game for the football team and have us beat them. So it's like it's not we'll going to matter who we yeah. draft. It's the organization. So it, it, it's like it's just mm-hmm. so frustrating. I agree. And disappointing, man. Let's move on to a more upbeat game on the uh, Sunday 1 p.m. window. It is a game featuring two of those six and three teams that I mentioned earlier fighting for three AFC wildcard spots. They are all currently tied from the three to the six seed at th- six and three and two teams in the hunt at six and three. It is the Titans and Ravens that are two in those teams. Uh, it's a big game in the race. I see Baltimore winning this game in a close, low-scoring battle, 17 to 13. Both defenses are going to show out, and the difference will be Lamar Jackson. 175 pass, 100 rush, and a touchdown each way to get the Ravens you know, their touchdowns. Derrick Henry, only 60 yards. Tannehill is going to bounce back a little bit with 200 yards and a score, but that Baltimore defense led by guys like Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison are going to get just too many sacks, too much disruption in the pocket, and the Ravens get closer to one of those three wildcard spots with a tight, low-scoring win. I'm going to say for this game, hmm. I I almost want to give it to the Titans, but I'm going to give it to the Ravens. Um, it's going to be kind of similar to that Patriots game that the Ravens just played. Close, but uh, probably like a 20 to 17 finish. Um, Lamar is going to be the difference maker. No, Howie he has. Brown has not done much. He's 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 he has run awful routes, in my opinion. He has been an awful player this year. That's not to say he can't improve, but all of the upside he had last year, he hasn't done anything. Andrews is still a solid target for them. They also had another tight end make a few plays. Um, Running-wise, Mark Ingram is non-existent anyway. Um, But Lamar Jackson will carry this team on his back this game, and I don't know. I just don't see Tannehill playing well. After the game I saw last week, I just feel like Henry's going to have to do all of the work. and it, So maybe it'll just come down to who does more work, Lamar Jackson for the mm-hmm. Ravens or Derrick Henry for the Titans. Whoever can do that will win this game. And whoever does will be one step closer to the, to the, to the wild card spot. Um, in a really close race, like we've mentioned. Moving on to a divisional game that is going to be really crucial. Chiefs-Raiders. I see this, no doubt, going to the Chiefs. Um, like, no, no like there's no. no way the Raiders win this game. Did you hear the story about Raiders are gonna what get the Raiders probably? did at Arrowhead Stadium after they won in, I believe that was week five? They, they circled the what? Raiders team buses around Arrowhead Stadium as like a victory lap. And Andy Reid came out yesterday and what? said that was just flat out disrespectful. And uh, I just see this game with that being said, I see this game being an absolute blowout. Andy Reid will get his revenge. I see Casey absolutely demolishing Vegas 41 to 13. Mahomes is going to, uh, first game at uh, Allegiant Stadium, he's going to have 400 yards and five touchdowns in his first of many games at that stadium. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are going to share the five touchdowns. I see Hill, Kelsey both getting a pair, and Edwards-Hilaire getting the other one. Uh, Le'Veon Bell 
He's going to be involved in the game, but I don't see him scoring. Carr's going to throw three interceptions, and he may get benched late in the game due to it being a blowout and his poor performance as the Chiefs do get closer to the number one seed in the AFC. For me, I, uh, you know, I'm taking a look at the Raiders. All well, yes, they should have, but a lot of teams should have lost to the Chargers, um, but they didn't. The Chiefs should have lost to the Chargers yeah, way back sadly, in week Herbert, two. Yes. And that's what I'm basing this on is both teams should have lost to the Chargers. And um, I just think the Chiefs are the better team. I think the Raiders got the, the, the last one, but the Chiefs will take this. And also, yeah. Josh Jacobs had a Big really good back game this him. week. So Josh Jacobs is Pretty going much, to be yeah. non-existent this week. He's, he, I, I just do not see him showing up in any way because that's what he does. Week one, you know, he shows up, balls out, three touchdowns, then he's off the map. Then all of a sudden this week he goes 136, two touchdowns. Uh, I think he's mm-hmm. going to be non-existent MIA for a couple weeks. And uh, I think uh, Chiefs are going to take this easy, easy, easy. Um, and I don't, I, I don't want to say a blowout because I think that uh, it'll be like maybe like mm, – 35 to 20 but it's going to be a two score difference at least um and that's really all i got to say about that moving on to another game i am now a lot more excited for than i would have been uh, even a week ago or two weeks ago rams at bucks after seeing the rams beat seattle after seeing the bucks show up again and go Mm -hmm. crazy against the the panthers um, I'm extremely excited to to see this matchup on Monday Night Football, especially yeah, after the doozy that was the past week. Yeah. Maybe even the, the, la- the last. Last three Monday Night, Monday Night Footballs have been Bucks, the Giants, Patriots, Jets, and Vikings, Bears. So it'll be nice to have a decent matchup this week. Um, it'll be a very good game. Yep. I know you're yeah. gonna talk about Jalen Ramsey, Jared Goff versus Brady. I mean, Rojo versus Pete. Malcolm Brown in the. Uh, Rams running backs, Cooper Cup versus Mike Evans, but I see the Rams pulling this one out as the Bucks just oh. haven't been able to seem to put two good games in a row together. Obviously, with the stinker on Sunday Night Football a couple weeks ago against the Saints, and then went out and dropped the Panthers. Uh, this could be a close one, thirty-one to twenty-seven. Goff is going to have three hundred yards and two scores. Brady's going to have three twenty-five and three touchdowns. They're both going to get theirs. The difference is going to be one player. Jalen Ramsey, he locked up DK Metcalf on Sunday for two to twenty, uh, two catches for 28 yards. Um, I see him doing the same thing to Rams star receiver Cooper Cup, holding him to two catches for 18 yards, and the Rams are going to keep with Seattle and Arizona in this NFC West fight with a big road win in primetime. I um. I'm going to give this to the Bucks. I know they haven't been good at keeping two games back-to-back, like you said, but um, I feel like they're kind of finally filling out again. Mike Evans showed up on um, uh, Sunday. Rojo went nuts. And uh, uh, I don't know. I think Gronk, Gronk is going to get a touchdown. Um, I think that uh, they're going to spread the ball well. I think that the Rams – the tricky part about the Rams is their defense. Be- and, and that's not to say Jared Goff is bad by any means. He's actually really good and highly underrated still, um, even after making the Super Bowl uh, just two years ago. But um, other than Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, 
It's not to say they have holes. It's like yeah, there's a lot of guys. I mean, a, uh, a guy that's really stepped up in the guys. last couple weeks, Leonard Floyd, a former Chicago Bear. I think he had two sacks on Wilson on Sunday. And and I just see. I think it's going to come down to if the Bucks can spread the ball because they have so many weapons, ridiculous amount of weapons now that they've added Antonio Brown and stuff. And it, I mean, Antonio Brown hasn't done much, right? But just the list of weapons, um, and there's so many memes about it. Oh, just another player added to their 8-8 eight and eight season. Well, no. I, I think that this could be the game where they get the formula right. <laughs> they get the Krabby Patty formula going. And uh, they're going to have to because if they can't, the Rams will take this because the defensive guys, like you said, Ramsey holding um, DK to less than 30. Um Aaron Donald's a monster every week. Almost broke Alex Smith's mm-hmm. leg again. Now his first game back. Like, um, I just think it's gonna go to the Bucks. I just have a feeling that the Bucks are finally gonna break that streak of having one good game and then a bad game. And um, that being said, I uh, I think that's gonna wrap up our Week Eleven breakdown. And so we'll get back into a little bit of review before we wrap up the episode with um player spotlight. This is a segment we do every week, um, where we highlight players. We both have the same defensive player, but offensively, you know, mm-hmm. we took we took different routes, different positions, and and the guy you chose is actually yeah, um, yes. a part of your fantasy team, came back and a guy a who was out big, for a while and came back big game. with impressive game. All right, I'm gonna be talking about Nick, and uh, I'm gonna give you the floor, Dill. 19 carries, 126 yards, and a touchdown in his first game back after suffering that sprained knee against Dallas in Week Four. Glad my fantasy matchup really didn't go down to him running out of bounds. I don't know if you've seen that play. He uh, he broke that 55-yard run with yeah. 45 seconds. It, it was smart. Yeah. It was smart. Made a lot him, of though, fantasy because... owners mad. May made uh, may have made a lot of uh, you know people going for that money mad. You know, as he uh, the point spread actually was three and a half in that game, and that would have put him you know over, but. 10-yard run on his first carry back was very impressive. Um, great awareness on runs. He's very elusive. It, it reminds me of watching, you know, a bigger Le'Veon Bell. He's very patient in the backfield. He waits for his blocks to set up. He just refuses to go down in multiple carries. And he had a nice jump cut on a 10-yard touchdown run, which was the only touchdown for the Cleveland Browns in that 10-7 win over the Texans. So it's nice to see Nick Chubb back. He had, a, like I said, he had 126 yards, but also a guy that had a big game in that backfield was Kareem Hunt. He had 109 yards, so they both had 200. It was a very wet, rainy kind of a game like it was in the Ravens-Patriots. But it was nice to see both of those guys get over 100 yards. It was a big question to see what Kareem Hunt was going to do when Nick Chubb got back. But obviously, Kareem Hunt won't be missing a beat. As hopefully the Browns can you know, try to make a wild-card spot and get Baker Mayfield into the playoffs. I, uh, I was impressed with um, Hunt filling the gap in the weeks that Chubb was gone. But when these two guys are there, they both have, like, 100-yard games. Like, they both go nuts. And that's something I have really never seen. We talked about Kamara and Ingram on the Saints a couple years ago. Um, Insane duo, one doing more of the receiving, one more of the running. Um, But these guys both do it both, and they both excel. And Hunt's runs, man, I know he – I know – you know, there was the controversy, and, and we don't condone that in any way. Um, but Hunt's a special back, and to watch Chubb come back in the field and have this duo, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Chubb 
the way he runs, like you said, very patient, but he can do it all. Mm-hmm. He's physical. He does not go down easy. Um, same can be said about Hunt. I think, I mean, the Browns running backs, to have both these guys, it's like I would dream of having one of these guys. And Chubb, sure. you know, obviously coming to a game back, um, really didn't lose a step at all. Mm-mm. The guy I have to give, I have to give player spotlight offensively to him. DeAndre Hopkins, bro. You have to. I, this week, I have to give it to him. I mean, 12 targets with seven receptions, 127 yards, and that touchdown. That touchdown. That 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 touchdown that won the game. That that was the greatest play of of the um season. He put literally put the entire team on his back while putting three defenders on his back. Like he 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 called game. He took it. Then he he, he knew he was gonna catch it. All all that goes into that play. Mm-hmm. He has to be the offensive player of the week. For sure. Just for one play alone. And um just for just 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 wow. That's all I could say. Wow. Um, I'll never see anything like it. Like you said, it gave me flashbacks of Calvin Johnson, but this this game was so crucial. They are playing they were playing Josh Allen and the Bills, which Josh Allen, if we take a look, is Top five passing leaders, passing yards wise, are Allen has 2,871 yards. Wilson's in second place. Ryan is third. Brady in fourth, and Mahomes in fifth. Wow. Those are five great quarterbacks. Say what you want about Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. He was the 2016 MVP for a reason. Um, those are elite quarterbacks, and Josh Allen has the most passing yards. To, for Kyler Murray, this was a statement from Murray, and this was a statement from Hopkins, and this this is a legendary moment. Um, but defensively, uh, we should move on to our defensive players of the week. It's the same dude because really, defensively, he was the main guy who made a difference this week. Yeah, um, he that's made Jeff. Uh, he made my boy Drew Locke look uh, kind of sad, a silly. Yeah, yeah, a little gimpy. Uh-huh. Yeah, gimpy. Yeah, he ended up getting hurt, and I don't think he's going to play on Sunday either. So. Yeah, too bad for the Broncos. Uh, they uh, they really had some high hopes. I thought coming into the 2020 season, but I uh, I was with you, man. I was with you on that one, and I believed you. And it's 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 the same situation with me and how I was saying Lions 11 to five. This is the he year. also did say the Browns were gonna have a bad season too, but yeah, uh, ref. <laughs> we just know we just know you don't like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't, and I was not impressed with his play Sunday. We could speak about that, but we will. Well, I mean, as well. look at the weather conditions he had to play in. I mean, dog, he. I know that intentional grounding play would have been a smart move, but he the ball didn't get back to the line of scrimmage, like, bro, bro, bro. It's like, dude, the the Browns won that game because of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. You could have put in Deshaun Kaiser and had him hand the ball off to those Case two running Keenum. backs, and of course, yeah, Case. Keenum. Of course, of course, they're gonna win, bro. But um, enough of being said, you know, I know you, you're, you're very statistic uh, driven and very um, breakdown driven when it comes to these player spotlights. And uh, I know you have a lot to say about Jeff Heath here for the Vegas Raiders. Didn't, uh, he didn't really have more, many tackles, but did have two, uh, two tackles, actually two pass defenses and two interceptions. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. He went to uh, Lake Orion High School and Saginaw Valley State. Wow. First year in Las Vegas after seven years in Dallas. Uh, he has seven 
or 11 career interceptions, 360 tackles, five forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery with a touchdown. He has already tied his career high with interceptions this year with three. He just really did a good job of two things, reading Drew Locke's eyes on the interception and then in the same play jumping. I mean, Jerry Judy is a very hard player to get in front of with his speed and his physicality. But for a guy like Jeff Heath, who is in his eighth year in the league and a little maybe more seasoned and not you know as fast as a rookie in Jerry Judy would be, but it was just a great job of him making that play and you know making a little bit of a return out of it. Some guys would just catch an interception in the end zone and take a knee. He went and got 20 yards after that. Anything else you got to say about Jeff Heath? I I uh, have never heard of this guy ever. The plays he made though, he moved. What impressed me, he really moved to the ball, like he he dove to the ball. He 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 went for it. It's like something in his brain just clicked. Like he was just moving. He was adamant. Drew Locke is not a bad quarterback. He's gonna be he's gonna be basically drugged through the mud. Uh, it's just upsetting. This Broncos team could be so much better than it is. But um, I think I think the Vegas Raiders just – something was clicking for them this game. Um, like I said, Josh Jacobs had it. He's had it. A couple guys had it. Um, but, ah, man, I, uh, I don't have much to say other than the fact that he was just around the ball. You see two pass deflections, two interceptions. He, he was a ball hawk this game. Mm-hmm. And um, – there were there weren't many like legitimate defensive highlights this week. Khalil Mack's interception was literally thrown to him yeah. as if he was the receiver. Yeah. Um, sometimes defensively, like we talked about, Jalen Ramsey holding DK Metcalf. I almost had Jalen Ramsey as my player of the week because, like, defensively, we don't. Th- I, I I realized this week we don't think about this. It's like offensively, obviously, you're looking for like a lot of touchdowns. Defensively, you're looking to prevent a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. So it's more like you're not going to see that on highlights because the, we watch highlights for the offensive, like big plays and, and, and those plays can't happen if good defense is being played. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was, this was good playmaking on defense from Jeff Heath, a guy I'd never heard of. And it's interesting that he went to Lake Orion and um, uh, Saginaw Valley and all that. And uh, I would never known that. So, um, just, just, just. We like to highlight guys like this who we really haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's going to conclude the episode here. As we get into about 60, uh, 60 minutes, a little over an hour. Um, we want to thank you so much for listening each and every week, sticking with us. Um, whether you're weeks behind, hearing this, whenever, um, it means a lot to us. You know, I've talked to a couple people about you know who have listened and enjoy our content, and we just want to thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll continue to get better. Obviously, we're back to virtual pods, like we mentioned at the start of the episode, with um, a, a little mini shutdown again, mm-hmm. if you will, just um, in the state of Michigan. Small setback, you know. Yeah, just another small setback, but it's 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 all right. We'll continue to put out this content for you, and continue to grow a football family together. Um, other than that, Dill, I'll let you, you know, go ahead and end out the episode yeah. here. Well, next week we will be breaking down or reviewing what we, uh, you know, previewed this week, and then. Uh, Another player spotlight, and instead of previewing games, I was thinking with a lot of them being on Thanksgiving and probably not going to be able to watch much of them, I think we're going to go into that playoff segment next week. You know, Keep an eye on how we're going to set that up in the next few days, and uh, that's about it. So we will talk to you guys next week. Yep, bye-bye.